Hey everybody, did you know that we're on Instagram? Follow us at The Refill Podcast. Also, please like, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment so that this ministry can grow and impact more people for the kingdom. All right, cue the music. All right, thanks for coming back to get your refill. We are in week four of our uncomfortable series, and we're working through passages in the Bible that make us just feel awkward or shift in our seats as we read them. And I've said this before, a lot of times, at least for the most part, these podcasts are are more for me than for you, really. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I want you to truly get something out of these episodes, and I pray that it helps you in your walk with Christ, but, but I need to have God speak through these passages for me, too. Because despite what everyone thinks about me, I'm, I'm not perfect. And, and very often when I read tough, convicting passages, I think, you know, God, I hear you, but you don't understand. My circumstances are different. I'm, I'm the exception to the rule. And so I'm exempt from obedience because of reasons. And so today I'm going to talk through a subject that a lot of people push back on. Now, I'm no psychic, but I'm pretty sure that just just in hearing me talk like this, several passages are popping into your mind right now, and you're thinking, oh, no, here it comes. We're going to talk about forgiveness, or we're going to talk about money, or we're going to talk about sin and confession, and you know, we're going to talk about fill in the blank. And I think it's good that you're doing that, because you need to know what bothers you so you can bring it to the cross and let the Holy Spirit speak into those things. And so I, I, you know, I, I would be thinking the same thing too. But for me, on the top of the list, on top of all these things, I think of politics. And you know, unless you've been living under a rock, the political scene, regardless of what country you live in, has been ramped up to eleven. Shout out to fans of Spinal Tap. Talking about politics has been taboo for as long as I can remember. And things like divisions between parties, wars between the elephants and the donkeys. Faces that are painted red, blue, or with rainbows, you know, conservatives versus liberal versus libertarian versus green party versus anarchist party versus whatever. All of this is commonplace. But no matter where you line up politically, there's at least one thing we can all agree on. And that's that the climate of politics is unreal, it's complex, and it's very, very uncomfortable. And that's why there's this famous saying that says there are two things you can't talk about at the dinner table, religion and politics. And so guess what? We're going to talk about both today because you know what? The Bible's not silent on politics and so we shouldn't be either. Now, what I want you to do is open your Bible with me and we're going to go through a couple passages together. And first, let's turn to some New Testament passages that were written during the reign of the peaceful, loving, and gracious reign of the Roman Empire. I'm, of course, being very sarcastic because the Roman Empire during the first and second century was brutal. And whoever it was that sat in power ruled with an iron fist. And so what did Paul tell these Christians who lived under such a tyrannical government? Romans 13, 1 and 2. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. No, hold on. No, um, no, that can't be right. Hold on. No, no, that's what it says. Yeah, but there's no way that this is applicable in 2021, though. Because there's no way that our current president or even former president 
was put there by God. Because hello, have you seen how they've ruined our country? I mean, if Jesus were here, he would totally agree with me. So there's no possible way that this is what the Bible is actually saying. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to Paul's letter to Timothy and clear this up. Okay, 1 Timothy 2.1. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good. And it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. No, this is this is just more of the same. Hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. I meant Titus, not Timothy. Titus. My bad. Here we go. Titus 3.1. It says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. Yeah, but this is Paul. You know, Paul was kind of weird. So that's, you know, thankfully God had other writers of the Bible like Peter. Oh, good old Peter. Here we go. 1 Peter 2.13, be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Hmm. But you know what? You know what I don't do enough is read the Old Testament. You know, I love the Old Testament. It's got so much wisdom and truth, and they have stuff to say about all this stuff. You know, I mean, we can even look back. Israel conquered cities and, and nations. And okay, cool. Here we go. Reading the Old Testament. Jeremiah 29, 7. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Hmm. Now, I hope you're noticing a theme here. Because it's almost like God is telling us to react differently than what our hearts are telling us to do. You know, I, I think the reason discussing politics is so uncomfortable for most people, especially in 2021, it's because this is an exposure on our core values. People have strong opinions about abortion, healthcare, climate change, taxation, gun control, policing, education, foreign policy, how to handle the coronavirus and the vaccines. You know, you want to lose a friend, bring up any of these in a conversation and then just disagree with them completely. And I guarantee you, they will leave you alone for the rest of the foreseeable future. But you know what else is uncomfortable? Following what scripture tells us to do and how to react towards politics and our government. It's uncomfortable to pray for a president that you don't like or for the prosperity of a government you don't agree with or to obey laws that don't feel right, to be submissive and subject to the governing bodies or to be thankful for those in authority over you or to not let anything but edifying words come out of your mouths or, or on your social media pages regarding those who are in charge. 
it doesn't feel right to see those people on the other side of the spectrum as people who Jesus loves dearly and died for. Doing all of this makes us uncomfortable because we don't want to. Our pride steps in and protects us, and it says, I'm right, they're wrong, and I can't let go. You know, I can't pray for President Biden because he's done this, and he's done, it doesn't matter. Is he the president? Yes. Yeah, but he stole the election, and doesn't matter. He's in charge. And based on just that fact alone, he needs our prayers more than ever, period. So regardless of what color your politics are, the people in the White House, in Congress, in the governor's chair, in the mayor's chair, or whatever he sits, all of them need God's wisdom and guidance to be a good leader. Now, would I be saying this if Trump was still in office? You know, am I just saying all of these things because the Republican Party lost? Yeah, I, I would say this 100%, and I have. I prayed for President Trump, and I'll be honest, I prayed for President Obama, and I prayed for President Bush, and I'm going to pray for the next person, and the next one, and the next one, because that's what Christians are called to do. That is how we live in the upside-down kingdom of God. God is sovereign, and our hope is not in a flag or a party or a political ideology. It's in Jesus. You know, our, our country right now is saying, oh, we need to be unified and we need to come together. But think about it like this. The likelihood of political parties coming together, sadly, is slim to none. And that's me being optimistic. You know, we had a global pandemic, something that literally affected everyone on the planet, everyone, and has made one of the largest impacts to the human existence since sliced bread and the internet, and we still still couldn't agree on anything. So where can we find this unity? Where can we find true peace and joy and understanding? Jesus. We need to be unified under the authority of God and then follow the command of scripture. Your government, our government, this government, that government will not last. No government has, but God is forever. And this is why the Bible speaks of government the way that it does. You know why we're called to be subject and subservient? Why we have to be law-abiding citizens and pay our taxes? Why we pray for our leaders? Why we should stop posting hate and retweeting gossip and rumors? You want to know why God commands us to love those in charge and honor them? It's because when we, when we act in, in that ideology, when, when politics is our only thing, our life is empty. You know, I'm not saying politics aren't important, but our lives don't revolve around politics and government and things like that. And I don't care who's in charge. It's not about politics because they aren't our ultimate authority. The Bible says Jesus is king of kings. And so every single person elected to office will bow the knee to Jesus, every single one. And furthermore, we know that nothing happens outside of the authority of God. It's not like he's going to be surprised or thrown off course because there's this president or king or dictator or whoever, they go off script. It's not going to happen. God is sovereign and he's in authority. And I also want you to hear me on this. I'm going to do a tactic of one of my favorite preachers, Josh Tice. He, he's like, hear me, church, hear me. You know the area of politics that you're passionate about? 
God sees it and he cares about it too. He does. But you need to realize that God is the only one who can fix it and make it right. Only he has the ability to act justly in that situation and has the power to do something about it. So why not right now come under submission to his authority? Why not obey God and his word and experience the freedom, peace, and joy and life that only he can offer? Lay the responsibility to fix all of those problems at the foot of the cross and trust that the all-powerful, all-wise, fully sovereign, fully just, holy, 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 and perfect God is in control. Now, I want to leave you with this. Some of you might be listening right now and assume that what I'm trying to do is to get you to just be silent about your political affiliation. And to be fair, some of you may need to do that right now. If you've treated people unkindly in the name of your own political views, you've idolized politics and you've placed it on the throne of Christ. But if that's what you're hearing, that's not me telling you. That's the Holy Spirit. Because I'm not asking you to bow down, to be silent, and just follow the government like a mindless robot. That's not what I'm saying. I've said this for years. If you're passionate about something, then by all means, take action. Vote your conscience. Peacefully protest. Peacefully protest. Stand up for injustice, fight for equality, protect your family and your home. All that stuff is great. And I I mean that, do it. Do all of these things and then some. I think it's a privilege to live in a country where our opinion matters and we have the freedom to express it because not everybody can. And for those of you who know me, you know that I'm, I'm pretty political. I have very, very strong opinions on a lot of different issues. But all of us who proclaim Jesus as Lord We need to keep the main thing the main thing. You know what trumps politics, no pun intended? It's the gospel. You know what governments and government officials need? The gospel. You know where your identity comes from? The gospel. This is why one of my favorite verses of all time is Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek to the Republican and also to the Democrat, to the conservative and also to the liberal, to the king and also to his subjects. And all of this goes further than just politics too. Because the Bible says governing authorities and, and people in charge. So it's the power of the gospel to the employer and also to the employee, to the shift manager and also to the fry cook. You know, some of us have bad bosses. You know what they need? They need your prayers and they need the gospel. Some of us have bad supervisors. You know what they need? They need your prayers and for the Holy Spirit to guide them as your leader. Some of us have bad teachers. You know what they need? You get the point. Live as citizens of God's upside down kingdom. Be good citizens and employees of this kingdom, yeah. But live in the hope, joy, and servant mindedness that comes with faith in Christ. All right? Have a great day great week. I'll see you next time.